Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Marcus Astuli, and welcome to Cinemates Podcast, where a bunch of mates chat about cinema over some drinks. In this episode, I'm joined by AJ and Saul McCready. And together with the McCready brothers, we talk about what many deem as the greatest movie of all time, The Shawshank Redemption, directed by Frank Darabont and starring Tim Robbins and Morgan Freeman. While drinking some Stonerwood Pacific Ales, we cover our favorite scenes, Morgan Freeman's iconic narration, and what stopped the film winning Best Picture in 1995. As always, make sure you're following Cinemates wherever you get your podcasts and leave a five-star review to support us. Now sit back and enjoy this episode of Cinemates. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Open the pod bay doors now. You shall not Keep your friends close, but your enemies close. I am nothing! No. Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Get busy there. Get busy, time. AJ and Saul, boys, how are we? Good, well, Mika. Good, good Mika. Mika. Good. Always good to see you, mate. W- welcome to the podcast. So, being new to Cinemates, we like to run our new guests through what we're calling the Cinemates Gauntlet. Five questions about cinema to see who the fuck you are and what you like to watch. <laughs> so let's get in. First question. I'll start with you, AJ. Most memorable movie that you've seen in cinemas? I think there's going to be a couple of similarities between Saul and I here, but mine was <laughs> it's got to be it's got to be Interstellar for me. Nice. Um, I think I watched it like three or four times in the cinemas. In the cinema. Oh yeah. shit! I mean, the first yeah. time I watched it, I think was with Jack Stone. He's another review boy, and we just walked out, just like shout out. Holy what shit. Was that? Yeah. And yeah. I think me and you ended up watching it together at some point. Um, but just everything, the, the magnitude of it, the epicness, Hans Zimmer doing yeah. wonderful things to me, as always. Speaking of Hans Zimmer, we've actually um, seen him live. Really? And, uh, In Sydney? Yeah. Oh, Kudos. shit. And that was a. Right. How was that? Good. Oh, we got a little sizzled. <laughs> we got a little sizzled. And, uh, <laughs> a little sizzled. <laughs> but it was yeah, extremely, it was awesome. yeah, he's unbelievable. Very unbelievable. He's the king. Um, yeah, Interstellar's incredible. Yeah. Definitely memorable for me as well. So, what do you have for? Mate, yeah, AJ said we're going to be pretty similar here on these, maybe okay. some of these gauntlet ones. But yeah, Interstellar—it's number one on my list. Um, top dog. Me, yeah, it's top dog <clears throat> for me. Yeah, 
Sure. Yeah, it's epic. Fair Good enough. answers. Next question. Fastest TV show binge? For me, Peaky Blinders, one through to four. I think I got onto Peaky Blinders is before season five came out. But yeah, one through to four of Peaky Blinders. How quickly are we talking? <laughs> Two days probably. Oh, yeah. Well, it's what? only six episodes. Oh, okay. Season, right? but Sorry. Yeah, I haven't still, seen yeah, Pumped got, it. Got into it. Pumped <laughs> it. Didn't, yeah. didn't live the room for ages. Yeah, no. <laughs> I still think it's my favorite. Yeah, nice. Um, so, fastest um, binge? Yeah, for me, it would probably be sex education. Okay, yeah, nice. I threw that one pretty quick on. I don't, know. I don't know what's quick, really, but a couple of weeks, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> man, it's pretty slow. You gotta, yeah, on, gotta get your numbers up. <laughs> um, nah, it's a good show. Love, love sex education. Yeah, Next question: favorite Australian movie? Pretty generic for me, Crocodile Dundee. Okay, I just think it encapsulates <laughs> encapsulates what it means to be Australian, and I think the the narrative of how sure. Americans view us. Yeah, is I think they played that really Typifies well. Typifies that. Perfectly, I suppose. Yeah, I guess. So good. The way they just they play on that, especially when <laughs> she first comes to Australia and there's this big crocodile hunter and he's crazy and he's doing all this yada yada. And That's not a knife, mate. <laughs> That's not a knife. <coughs> Classic, iconic Aussie movie. So yeah. what have you got? Um, yeah, I, same kind of thing for AJ, but I would like to throw in an Aussie TV show, Mr. Inbetween, that AJ and uh, mum, we went through as a family recently. and Okay. Uh, and yeah, cracker. So good. Yeah, cracker. I've heard a lot of people talking about this. Who's in it? Well, well like some of the main no, actors are a bit unknown. I don't even know. Yeah. Okay. Like there's, there's very faces unknown. you'll see again, like, um, yeah. or faces you've seen before. Yeah. It's sort of like yeah. side characters and stuff. Um, Is it who's old? The, or no, or yeah, it's the, very like C lister. Oh, okay. Well, but like, <laughs> it's written so well, though. Who's the um, guy who does like, the NRL voiceovers? Oh, Matt yeah. Nabel. Yeah. Nabel. Oh, he's, he's in it. He's in it. And okay. He's, he's really good in it. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. seen like Marrickville and some of the surrounding oh, okay. areas. So you see that, some of the joints. You know. yeah. That's pretty oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, uh, yeah it's, it's really beautifully written, actually. And it has mm. your – he's like a bit of an anti-hero and you sort of okay. barrack for him. But he's also doing some skit shit. Yeah. <laughs> What's it on? Boxshell. Okay. Yeah. It could also be on – I could have changed one out, but yeah, yeah. It's definitely on Fox. Interesting. Mr. In Between. Yeah. It's um, nice one. Next question. Movie that you think everyone needs to see. I've, I've got three. <laughs> okay. I've gone in terms of like one classic that I think if you haven't seen, you you have to see it. Then yep. one sort of people know about that not everyone's seen and then sort of one that I think goes under the radar a bit. Okay. I like this. So for a classic, I've gone with Goodwill Hunting. Yep. I just think it's a beautiful story. I think Robin Williams gives one of the best acting performances ever. Yeah. Certainly 100%. probably my favorite monologue in a movie. The, the park bench. The park bench, yeah. Yeah. And that's one one shot. I mean first I think it was the first shot they did too as well. As in first take. First take. Oh shit. I think don't Jamie pull that up. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> we don't have a Jamie here at Cinemates, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. That's a good answer. Yeah, so that was my for the classic. The yep. the one that I feel like a lot of people sort of know or have seen bits of is uh, Place Beyond the Pines. Okay. Um, I just think like it's a, it's a cool three-part structure. Mm. Soundtrack's really good and it just talks – it just shines a light on, you know, upright, where you come from doesn't necessarily mean anything in terms of your development as a person and stuff like that. And then one that I don't think a lot of people have seen is Hostiles with Christian Bale. Okay. Which is like a period piece. Yeah. Western. Um, again, gorgeous, gorgeous uh, cinematography soundtrack. I always, that gets me into a movie I find. 
mm. the most is cinematography and uh, soundtrack. So yeah, big time. I haven't seen Hostiles, but I do hear a lot of good things, and it's always on those like Christian Bale rankings. So I'll have to go see it. Such a good actor. Oh, he's a king. Chameleon, mate. <laughs> yeah. So what have you got? Um, I'll keep mine short and sweet, unlike AJ just blabbering <laughs> on. But, um, yeah, Guy Ritchie's the gentleman. It's just a yeah, nice cracker. I think the first time we watched it together, it was just in stitches. So yeah. good. Uh, yeah, so it's, good. It's I'm just such a fun movie to watch. Yeah, very and enjoyable. McConaughey, just the best. Yeah. Yeah. Even like we we love Matt and what's he, uh, read his book. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we love he that as well. So, <laughs> yeah. Fella. I, I think um, Colin Farrell steals a show in. in yeah, yeah, the coach. The couch. Yeah, yeah smell a wee in here. Fuck. 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 No, it's so good. <laughs> Definitely need to see that one. Next question. TV show that you're watching at the moment? I'm actually in between shows. Okay. I'm going to, I think I'm going to start The Boys. Yeah. You haven't, yes. Definitely watch it. Yeah. Um, Do you like superhero movies? I, I can, I like the realer stories. I like, I'm a big okay. fan of Dark Knight Trilogy. Everyone is, right? Yeah. Some of the kind of more violent <laughs> stuff. I'm not massive on the Marvel okay. cinematic universe, but yeah. I've heard good things about the boys and I might give it a crack. Yeah, definitely. I think um, like the premise is probably a bit more real. Like what if superheroes abused their powers mm. and it's hilarious and also just like so gripping in parts. Definitely give it a go. Oh, dude. Um, so what are you watching at the moment? Um, I'd be probably everyone's thinking I'm late to the party, but. Uh, Piggy Blinders season six. So, yeah, just getting through that at the moment. Okay. Liking yeah. it? Yeah. I don't think it's as good as previous seasons, but okay. I think it's the show had to show progression. And, um, yeah. yeah, that's where it's, it's it's headed. So, yeah, there's plenty of movement. Stick with it. Yeah. Good payoff. Mm. Yeah, nice one. Let's get into the GOAT, Shawshank Redemption now. <laughs> so to the listeners out there who haven't seen it yet, what are we going to say about the movie in one word and what do we rate it out of five stars? Sure. I saw there's not people out there who haven't seen it. You know, like, <laughs> you know yeah, so. Yeah. Um, um, you go, AJ. You go? Yeah, yeah, I just went uplifting and five motherfucking stars. <laughs> five big <laughs> no, ones. Five yeah. big ones. No, I've gone just, it's like hope. It's like carries throughout the movie so much and yeah, five. That's five from five. Yeah, nice. I'm going to, I said it before, but my word's going to be goat as in the goat. Um, I don't have like a top, I can't, I can't, I can't like rank my top 10, but it would be in the top 10, yeah. if not top five for me. Yeah. Um, it's just incredible. And I'm going to give it a six stars if I could, but Whoa. that obviously means it's yeah. a five, but, <laughs> but it's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, so let's dive in. Glad we all agree. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. On the same page. We all disagreeing on that. <laughs> Yeah, it's a one actually. Um, now nah, let's get into it. So the I think good place to start. Um, it's not actually the start of the movie. So we learn about uh, Andy Dufresne's uh, how he gets arrested um, and convicted for his wife's murder. But I love the opening shot of where they go to the jail. There's a bus driving in, and it's this just like huge like helicopter shot over the whole of Shawshank prison yeah. mm-hmm. and we get introduced to Thomas Newman's score and you're just like, fuck, I'm in for a ride here. Oh, It's yeah. so good. What do you guys think of that sort of opening part of the movie? Yeah, we, we watched it again sort of 
five nights ago as a family. Just, well, I mean, growing up, it was always if it was on, you watch it. But we, yeah. we revisited it again, even though you know, I could give you most of the words probably straight away. <laughs> one of those movies, but every time you get that aerial shot and you hear the strings of the yeah, like, oh, yeah. here we go. And I actually did a bit of reading on the, the way <laughs> they shoot it, <clears throat> and they used aerial shots a lot to signify freedom. And that's the last okay. time you see an aerial shot until he gets out of prison. Mm. Ah. So then once he goes into prison, I think you see lots of shots framed by doors, mm. bars, just to, like it's a signal of imprisonment, I suppose. Or the four yeah. walls, mate. You're not leaving once you go that's to right. Shawshank. That's, uh, that's, that's the whole really point interesting. of it. <laughs> that's so true. Yeah. So I think you, you – and the final scene again is an aerial shot of – We'll get to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah what nice. a scene that is. Yeah, so. yeah absolutely. Um, we also get introduced to Morgan Freeman's narration, which we'll, we'll definitely have a lot to talk about, but fuck, it's good. I, um, I'll quickly just jump in there and say mm. that I read a little bit into how it was shot. And so Morgan did all the voiceovers um, before any scene was shot. Really? So then when they filmed it on each set, they would play it amongst everyone. And um, that would kind of like set the tone for shooting that scene. Yeah. But the funny part was that he ended up having to redo all the voice recordings after the movie was shot anyway. Don't know why, but um, yeah, I just thought that was cool how as a director or whatever, mm. they'd set the scene with that voiceover and then be like action. And uh, yeah. how do you react to, you know, Morgan saying all that? And- That's so interesting. I didn't know that because mm. it does pair so well, like the tone of his narration and mm. – you know, what actually plays out in all the scenes. So super poetic. Like that's good. So it's, good. it's the benchmark for narration in cinema. Yeah. I, think, I would sure. say, I was going to ask this of you guys later, but let's jump on it now. Do you reckon it's the best movie narration ever? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm a biased source. So I just think it's the best movie ever, but yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, think yeah so. I think so. I, um, <clears throat> yeah. I, do you have any examples of what would sort of hold a candle to it? Cause I don't even think, um, I think it's in a league of its own entirely. Yeah. So yeah, I think like um, I think of maybe like Fight Club or something where the main character is narrating most of the movie, but mm. nothing comes close to because it is very poetic, like you said. And often narration is just very like, oh, and then they did this, and then this happened, and then that, yeah. and it's very just like, okay, yeah, we get it. But yeah. this is like a crucial part. It's a character that's in the story and talking about it. Yeah. I like the the example of Fight Club's good though because that's more of like it's an internal dialogue as well as mm. storytelling. You know? yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely. Um, what do we think of the first night that Andy and his fellow cohort are there? And you get the fat guy. Who oh, gets dude. Destroyed. One of, my, yeah, one of my favorite scenes. That's what I was going to say. I, Yeah. I think it's crucial to the movie because mm. you've got all these inmates that are like throwing around cigarettes, making bets on who's going to like crack <laughs> the first night and jail have currency. a massive sook. Yep. Um, and that's in itself another thing <laughs> talking about the jail currency. But yeah, it, watching them, watching them crack is so <laughs> funny to them. But then, you know, as he starts crying and then Hayward's like, you know, cut it because before the, war, the, the, or the guard comes out, pulls yep. him out of his cell and literally beats him to death. In front of all the inmates, yeah, I think that really sets the tone for like, oh, fuck, we're we're in for a ride, for especially this movie, like hundred percent hardcore, and it just shows how cold, dark, and if you go into Shawshank, you're not coming out, kind of thing. So, no, 
I think as well because you think, um, you know, you think Andy's like really smart by what you've heard in the courtroom and stuff so far. But, and you think the fat guy just gets beaten up with the like nightstick or whatever. But then the next day um, in the cafeteria or whatever, they're like, oh no, he died. And you're like, oh shit. Yeah. Mm. And then Andy's kind of like, oh, did anyone know his name? And Hay was just like, who gives a shit? And you're kind of getting introduced to mm. Shawshank itself and just the people the number, that are in there. Hey, just a number on, on your… Uh, yeah, but it yeah. goes from a real playful sort of punning on a horse to shit, he's dead. Yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> and I'll come back to the, the cigarettes as currency. So yeah, yeah. What I've noticed is interesting is if you rewatch the movie, you'll notice that Red's right in the middle of all the cigarette trading, right? Mm. He's the man who knows how to get there. He's the man. Yeah. You never see him smoke a single cigarette. Yep. The entire wow. movie smoke a cigarette. Mm-hmm. And I think, so I think this movie is a lot about conflicting ideologies and, you know, hope versus uh, fear, mm. justice versus uh, salvation, stuff like that. Yeah. I think Red's character being the only guilty man in Shawshank, you know, the <laughs> only one who admits to the murder he did. Yeah, yeah. And then also never smoking a cigarette and he's known as like a, a pure character, a trustworthy character. Mm. There's just these conflictions everywhere throughout the movie that i find yeah yeah every time i watch it is there's another one i find yeah more and more interesting why do you think he doesn't smoke the cigarettes i'm not sure if it was i'm not sure if it's just something that i've found myself or if Mm. there was something supposedly in it but obviously Mm. they're used as a currency and yeah it's not revealed whether he smokes or not but yeah and as i just says that play on like well, for me personally, it's like this whimsical juxtaposition between that pessimism and optimism. Mm. And that's exactly what AJ's saying. All these contradictory things throughout the movie it just really has you on the edge of your seat, really thinking like, you know, has you holding on to hope. But then every time you can see or feel hope, it just shuts the door on it. Oh, yeah. And Big it's time. just like, oh, yeah, it keeps pulling you in and out. So. Yeah, well, because you think that Andy – like we we side with him and he, and him not killing his wife before he goes to jail. So you always kind of think, oh, he's got to like, especially when you watch for the first time, you think, oh, he's going to get out mm. somehow. Mm. Um, but then these things, like you said, kind of shut that hope out. Like he, we get introduced to the sisters, and they <laughs> they like you know bash him, <laughs> Ooh, do yeah. other really dark things, yeah. um, and when kind of sexually assault him and like yeah. yeah. Well, they do, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just- but um, things like that and getting beaten to an inch of his life and stuff, you mm. think, oh, okay, he's just going to yeah. – but he doesn't lose the hope. No, nah, that's yeah, yeah. crazy. Yeah. I think on the topic of the sisters, like just re-watching it for this, <laughs> I was just like taking a few quotes down because, um, fuck, they're so creepy. They're like, oh, the, that first like shower scene with Andy and he goes right oh, next to Andy and he's like, oh, we all need whatever. friends in here, baby, or some shit. And it's like, ah, yeah. Did anyone get to you yet? And it's like, oh, shut up. He goes out of the water. And he, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> and then um, uh, Red is narrating over the top and he's like, I wish I could tell you that he like got out of there and he yeah. fought the good fight, nah. but he doesn't. You know. I always yeah. like the part where Andy's kneeled over next to Red playing catch and he's like, mm. I don't suppose it would help telling them that I'm not homosexual. Yeah. And Morgan Freeman goes, nah. You have to be human first. Yeah. yeah. As a homosexual. But. Yeah, yeah. So good. I think um, that meeting as well, talked about it before, just how like pure he is and how just like he's probably the friendly, probably the friendliest guy in there 
other than Brooks, who we'll talk about later. But um, that first meeting, like Andy comes over because he knows that he's the guy who gets I things. Can get things always. And they, they just click. They hit it off straight away. And I'm pretty sure that scene, because they're throwing the baseball around, pretty sure that they had to film that for ages. And he like, yeah. didn't he like do something to his shoulder? Yeah, Morgan Freeman was like, I think it was a six hour like stint of filming it and he was playing catch for like six hours or something <laughs> yeah. and he came to the set the next day with a sling in his, uh, his shoulder in a sling because he <laughs> threw <laughs> the ball broken but... down throwing the ball so yeah. many times but yeah um no i just think it's such a great scene and, and it obviously like cements their friendship um but yeah he like, he's like giving him the ins and outs of all these different elements of the prison how to navigate it but and mm-hmm. he's obviously still very new to it um shortly after we get one of my favorite scenes, the roof painting scene. Oh yeah, let's let's. There's talk a couple about of it. what do we think? What do we think? Yeah, there's a couple of key scenes, and this. I always say, if you watch this scene and you like, you're into the movie, and you watch this scene without having the biggest grin on your face, you're like, yeah, and like, got no feeling. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was rewatching it. I was literally thinking that exact same thing. Like, ear I was, to ear I was, grin. Eh? Yeah, ear to ear grin. It's like perfect sunset on the roof. He's obviously talked the um, captain into doing that like tax-free gift for his wife or whatever. Mm. Gets the beers as the reward. Um, Just suds. Yeah, Just bottle of reward. suds. He's almost off the roof there for a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Just. Uh, you could have chose his words a little better. I, I know. He's oh, like, yeah. do you, lo- do you oh, love yeah. your wife? And like, why would you start with yeah. that? Um, but just quickly <laughs> on that, um, I was re-watching it and the, the shot, it shows... Uh, Tim Robbins being held like right at the edge of the building like mm. down and then the camera like stays on them. And I just noticed like because it was mostly one take. Um, yep. Just an insane part. But then, yeah. yeah, we get the amazing sunset. They're all having beers on the roof, all greased up and everything. And you got Sucks. Red saying like, we were the lords of all creation. And I was rewatching just like, fuck, it's the best scene. I yep. love it. How liberating for a bunch of prisoners who have been – you don't really know how long everyone's been there out of the group. Yeah. But to work a day in the sun and be rewarded with a couple of certs. <laughs> yeah. I think it's funny how um, they uh, one of the boys picks up a beer and takes it to Andy. What does he say? He says, oh, he's gave given up. up he gave up drinking. Yeah, well, yeah no, no wonder you've been in prison, mate. Like, yeah, he's yeah. just smiling in the corner. Yeah. And Red's narration kicks in again. He starts questioning why he's doing it and mm. to feel normal again. Yep. Yeah, yep. big time. Also, how refreshing do those beers look? Oh, I want one of those well, beers, man. Should we get up? Should we get up on the roof and uh, start <laughs> tarring it up or what? <laughs> it summer. Oh, how good! Yeah, that's one of my favorite scenes. It's just yeah, you're just smiling the whole time. Mm. I think um, that well, that would probably lead into what AJ. I think you were talking, especially well before this, that camaraderie is such a huge part of this movie and i think it's just yeah, absolutely. a key thing that we, we should probably touch on because like that that is the driver for hope i guess or some kind of ability to handle the torment and the mm. torture that goes on in shawshank but yeah yeah, yeah. humanization of <clears throat> inmates yeah absolutely um you know like I don't, I don't think they would get the opportunity to have those like very normal human experiences like mm. they do get to like watch movies and stuff together but like same movie over and over, over and over. Oh yeah, it's my favorite part. Uh, um, flicks ahead, <laughs> yeah. Are you decent? <laughs> um, but yeah, like that. Other than that, there's not really. It's just the same shit every day. And um, mm. later, like he's 
oh, we'll talk about it. But yeah, they get so institutionalized and um, yeah, the scene just so good. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some other good scenes for you guys? Uh, do you want to go on some of your favorite scenes? Um, <laughs> so I can kick off with that. You, um, you kick off. I'll, um, well, my favorite scene has to be when um, Andy, well, eventually, so he starts writing to either the local council or yeah, yeah, like whatever, the state the, board or the whatever. state board or whatever to you know get book, some funding and and mm. he's just every week constantly for weeks and they finally crack and they give him a bunch of books and some it was like two hundred bucks for a year or something <laughs> and he goes in the office and finds out about it anyway he all of a sudden um has to get rid of these books before the warden comes back and mm. the warden's assistant's there and he had to go to take a shit to like. He says, oh, I'm going to go take a shit while you yeah, go clean yeah. this all up. And he locks the door on the guy and locks himself into the warden's room and then f- finds these um, records and then plays the music over the whole prison. Um, and then everyone, it just stops everyone. Yeah. Because everyone's like, we well, can imagine being in a prison, just, you know, the sounds you get are just the clanging of mm. shackles and, you know, gates yeah. being shut and that's about it. And then when they hear Mozart over the, over the loud PA system, I think mm. it just was, you know, that was another ear-to-ear grin, like you got one up on him kind of. Yeah, yeah. It was awesome. Awesome. It's so good. Mm. And you get like the shots of the, it's like panning across all the prisoners and they're all just like looking Staring up. Staring like, at the speaker. Again, Speechless. It's an aerial shot. Yeah, it is. Mm. it is. And in the narration it says, every man in Shawshank felt free for a glimpse. Yeah. For yeah, a, that's a short it. second. Mm-hmm. So it's another, just showing again how they use these small, small little techniques. Mm. Yeah. Out the movie that you don't see on the first viewing, but the, the more times I watch it, it's just bang. Yeah. yeah. What did he get? Like one or two weeks in the hole for that? Yeah. Yeah. He was like the best time he's <laughs> ever he say, done. He said I had easiest time I had I ever done. I had Mozart with him, and Floyd goes, "They let you take the old record player down there, did as well with <laughs> oh, you." He, he was, was like, nah, "I was in here." Yeah. Yeah. Here. Clueless. <laughs> and they're all like, "What? Like, <laughs> no? What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, but I love the <laughs> when the warden's like fucking open up and then uh, the captain just like taps on the window he's like Dufresne you're mine now <laughs> yeah. he turned it up yeah. <laughs> and he yeah he turned it up <laughs> turned it up like that's yeah. good yeah um, yeah scene. I love that scene great scene I've got I've mentioned two scenes both of them involve the warden being in Andy's cell the first time is when is when they toss his cell mm. and Andy's sitting there you know he's a bit frantic he doesn't He's got a couple of chess pieces underway and he's yep. been shaping rocks and it's a little bit of contraband as they call it. Yep. And he's holding the good book. Anyway, the warden takes it off him and starts telling him his favourite passage and then mm. Andy mm-hmm. tells him his favourite passage. And I guess you don't really notice the importance of this until the second time viewing or right at the end. Yeah. But as the the warden walks away with the Bible and then forgets, turns around and gives it back to him and says, remember, salvation lie within. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's where he keeps his rock hammer. Yeah, yeah it's, it's the best. small little things like that that mm. just make me nuts about this movie. Yeah. So good. And then, so good. Again, the probably the most famous shot of the movie is when the warden threw the poster. Yeah, the finger through the poster. The the strings go, and it's because you led to believe that you, know, you think Andy might have killed himself. Yeah, yeah. The rope, and you yep. stressing. Red sitting there, it's the longest night of his life. And then mm. all of a sudden, nah. He was in there for like yeah. 30, 40 years or whatever. Longest night of his life for sure. Far Fuck, out. it's good. Yeah, I love those two scenes. Like the, I was rewatching the Salvation Lies Within part and I was just looking at Andy's face because his whole escape is in that book. 
and he's about to walk off with it. Also, like, luckily he didn't open it up. But, yeah, it just is such a crucial scene that you only, like, appreciate more later. Yeah, 100%. Um, it's, it's actually hidden in the book of Exodus. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Ex- Exodus. And, yeah. Uh, Andy, yeah, man, he's, so always, good. <laughs> he's always got a few tricks up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, two um, steps ahead. An educated man. Thinks, yeah. <laughs> the, the poster scene, so good. Like, he... He's gassing up because, you know, he's lost his, like, fucking tax evader. Um, and he's pegging. The, he's like, oh, who? Like, what does he say to the poster? He's like, oh, how about we ask her? And he, like, yeah, pegs yeah, the rock. Yeah, and yeah. you just hear the, yeah. The you won't know. You won't know. He might know. Throws the thing. Yeah. That's so good. And you just hear it echoing. You're like, what? Little yeah, rock. We'll start. Yeah. <laughs> and he's that one finger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, oh, um. Yeah. And yeah, just that the frame of all their heads yeah, around sort of, the circle. So iconic. So good. Um I think another scene for me that oh, and as a character as well, the introduction of Tommy. Um, because you know, they've been there for ages at this point. Red's going to like his, you know, nearly fortieth year and he's nearly twenty mm. years in Shawshank and we get introduced to Tommy and um, at this point, Andy's starting to teach some of the inmates to get their high school diploma. Mm-hmm. And we get the scene where he does the test and um, he's like, oh, time's up. Like, how do you think you've went? And he's like, yeah, well, it's all fucking bullshit. Like five times five is 25. And he's like, yeah. he scrunches points, it yeah. up and he's like, yeah, Fuck two yeah. points right there. Yeah. Fuck this place. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck Storms off. <laughs> then, he's, then he's all, I feel bad. I feel bad. I feel yeah, bad. yeah. He's proud of you, kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. Um, but that's you, the thing, though. So you do anything to keep your mind occupied in prison. Ooh, mm, you know, yeah. they all start listing off things they've done. Andy mm. built a library and then Andy's getting high school diplomas. He's always got mm. a, a project. It started with, yeah. you know, shaping rocks, mm. getting the books and building the library, then mm. giving kids high school diplomas. You do anything, just keep yourself busy. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And then, well, Tommy's that, like, he's a, that massive carrier for hope as well, but then it gets shut on you because you end up yeah. finding out how Tommy made that connection that, you know, Andy was innocent mm. and um, through another prison that he was staying at and and then obviously the warden having him killed on site yeah. to make sure that Andy had no way to yeah. ever leave the place. That's just like that hope and despair just yeah. laters. Yeah. That yeah. scene, what do you guys think about the killing and how he's like asking him those questions? Those questions, ensuring he was Fuck. honest and yeah, yeah. He, was, he could validate it. Oh, it's, yeah, He's Heart such rate. a prick. He's, he's a prick. A prick. Yeah. The warden. Yeah. Oh, God, I hate him so much. Yeah. You ah. want Just comes back to that again. Contrast. Mm. Corruption yep. versus justice. Mm-hmm. There's so much of that throughout the movie. Yeah. Every time yeah. there's a, a glimmer of justice, a glimmer of hope, shut down. Always. Every time. Even with the the scheme where the prisoners go into real life society to work mm. and mm-hmm. it's labeled as this, you know, retribution and everyone learning how to integrate back into society, yet mm. the warden's just doing Cheap labor, yeah. stealing Taking money, money off yeah. fingers in yeah. pies yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Genuine pies, pies. <laughs> yeah. not good ones apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think it just comes back to yeah. that. And obviously, it's devastating when he gets. Shot. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And then he has a lie to Andy's face saying he tried to escape with, what is it, two or three months left on his... Yeah. Mm. On his sentence. And it just... It's just like Andy's had enough. He knows mm. there's he knows too much now. Mm. He's just had a gut full, so it's yeah. Well, because he was in the hole for like a month, and then they're like, "Oh yeah, oh, you can have another, another one." Another month. Have another yeah, one. think yeah. about it. Yeah, fucked. Um, and he comes back, and you you yeah. realize he's he's he's, different. he's done. He's, he's like because he's always had been this <clears throat> leisurely character mm. who's mm. You know, walking a talk that wasn't normal around here, as Red said. Like he, yeah, he strolls, and he was never mm. that. Never looked that fast, I and mean, was never that emotional. He comes out of the hole, and he's sitting down. Mm. Well, it's when you have that door open up for him. Yeah, been like. There's a chance here that he could be free. Yeah. Shut again on him. But he also kind of, again, he, he chooses weird words to say, like, mm. um, to get thrown in the hole. Remember how he's like, Tuse. how can you be so obtuse? Tuse, and it's yeah. like, what the fuck did you just say? Yeah, he's like, <laughs> why do you? Warden probably had no <laughs> idea what the word was. Yes. <laughs> it's weird to get really it was... mad about, though. Yeah. But, yeah. 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 Um, have you guys seen that Family Guy parody of Shawshank? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, how can you be so obtuse? And like the warden's fucking <laughs> <like an laughs> obtuse angle. Just stupid. Cute. Yeah. <laughs> ridiculous. Um, yeah, but f- the, like the warden is a juxtaposition himself because he is all religious, but then he's just so corrupt and oh. just like does all these mm. Well, the dog thing he has in the wall, it's just, it's already has, it has scripture over it. And, yeah, well, the, yeah. The, the funny thing Salvation. about that is the, the Bible passage mentions judgment and justice, and yet behind it, he keeps falsified notes yeah. of <laughs> criminal activity and yeah. things he's done. Yeah. When I think it's the cometh the day of judgment or something like that. Yeah, mm. yeah. Don't quote me on mm. that, but, and then behind it, it's got all this illegal activity going on. Mm. So, again, contradictions everywhere. Mm. Yeah. I Big also time. like um when, Morgan, he goes in or Red, he goes in and gets his parole 
like his chance mm. for parole throughout the movie. Yeah. And he just, the more and more he just gets fed up. And by the end of it, he just gives you honest truth and gets, um, you know, approved. approved. Mm. But uh, did you know that the photo of, of you know, when the it gets stamped on top of it, it's actually uh, Morgan Freeman's son is his yeah, actual photo on Because it looks gets, so much like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he used his son on that, but it was really cool. You know, his son's in it again. Oh, really? In the, the opening scene, they come off the bus into the prison. Oh, yeah. There's a character who's clapping at them. On, on, it's, it's him. So no actually, way. for his first ever acting role, he's in the credits twice. One is, ah, and, well, I don't know ah. if he's in the credits twice, but it's, it's got two roles. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Has he done any acting since? Or Not that I know of. Okay. Um, Interesting. Well, they, I was reading as well because they have so many different people coming because they shot in – They didn't. It's the prison's in Maine, but I think it was mm. shot elsewhere and mm. they were having people all from the local town throwing their hand up to be extras trying yep. to get in the movie. Yeah. Uh-huh. But they're all working day jobs and stuff, so they couldn't come back for – Three four days work. Mm. So every time you look at a scene, there's different people there, and there's different different amounts of people in the prison. Mm. So sometimes it looks rather empty. Sometimes it looks really full. Yeah. And so yeah, you don't usually see the same extras scattered throughout mm. the movie. And I, I suppose that makes sense as well because it's a prison; people come and go. Mm. So I think that works with the narrative yeah. as well. But interesting. Um, quick one that I f- went rewatching. I was like, "Fuck!" Just so satisfying was when. Boggs, one of the, the leader of the sisters, um, goes back into after beating Andy within like an inch of his life or whatever, mm. and putting him in the hospital for ages. He goes back into his scene. He's like waltzing oh, yeah. back, he goes in, shit, eh? and the captain's in there, and he turns on the light, and he's like, "Oh shit!" And he beats he's the drag. He tries to get out, and he gets dragged back in, <laughs> yeah. and literally, what does he say? He he was only ever going to drink and eat through a straw for the rest yeah. of his life. Two things never happened again. The sisters never touched Andy again, and Bogs never walked again. <laughs> yeah, just the best like fuck you moment ever. Mm. So good. It also it's just showed how much he was he was mm. liked in the prison as well. And that was like yeah, and it, and, it was Andy, on. yeah. For a few years, like that first, and in the narration, he goes, "That's how it went for Andy for the first few years." I yeah, think. yeah. He says yeah. they were the hardest for him, and if they would have gone on that way, Red didn't think Andy would have made it. Yeah. Mm. So, justice, mm. justice. That's what it. serves that <laughs> night? That's for sure. Um, we've got to talk to talk about him because he's a key character. What do we think of Brooks? Everyone loves <sighs> Brooks, man. Everyone loves him. He's the he's like the father figure of the prison, really. Yeah, he's like everyone's uncle. Um, mm. he's, uh, in the prison, he's important. He's, you know, he gives out the books. He's a librarian. Well, he also, and he, he works with Red, you know, mm. to drop the yeah. books in. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's an important man. And that's why he becomes so institutionalized because he gets on the outside world and there's, there's nothing for him. And the mm. fact that the world got itself in a great big hurry, he'd seen an automobile once or twice as, mm. as when he was incarcerated. And then mm. he's trying to cross the street and he can't do it. He's so... yeah. Mm. The whole world that he's even a part packing of bags at the shop, yeah. yeah, yeah, can't can't keep up. No, I think um, well, because he's the first one that ever speaks to Andy. He's like, "Oh, you're gonna eat that like maggot or whatever," maggot and he gives it to Jake. Um, but yeah, he's just so institutionalized, and I think someone that I was that I noticed and have noticed more and more is like the whole montage of him getting out because he you know, tries to stay in by killing Haywood mm. and he has that sort of breakdown. Um, but the montage of him getting out is like one of my favorite scenes. One of my favorite like montages. Mm. Sitting in the bus. Sitting like, in the bus all fragile. Yeah. It's like very dark. That look of like unknown. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. Also the, um, 
when he's leaving the prison, it's shot towards the prison with the gates in front of him. Mm. And it kind of shows how he's just so ingrained in like mm. his life. Shaking the some of the wardens. Yeah. Like, yeah. Some of the officers' hands. As if to say like goodbye like yeah. to a friend. Being a part of his life. Yeah. Um, but in contrast like… Yeah. yeah red. Yeah. Red. red goes, he, it's behind him and it's like yeah. he's free. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think Brooks is just like the, the soul of the movie because… You know, he's talking about how his life has been on the outside and mm. um yeah, he just obviously as a can't can't adapt. And Red's, you know, reading back that letter to the rest to of the, the, the boys, rest of the friends, yeah. yeah. Whilst he yeah, takes his own life. Yeah, it's tough. Mm. Um but yeah, it always just hits me in the feels. I think it's an incredible because it's like it's what, like, you know, three minute sort of segment. Mm. Hardest one of the hardest hitting scenes. Mm. Big time. Um, and then the, yeah, they're all sitting around reading the letter and it's all quite mundane and then mm. talking about institutionalism and how hard it is to integrate back into society. And Red has always had that pessimistic view of getting out, whereas Andy Hall always had that hopeful view of, mm. yeah, you know, being able to make it on the outside. Um, and then you see that throughout the movie start to change and start to change. Mm. And then mm. the fact that Andy gets out is what gives Red purpose mm. and changes him from Gives him a little bit more of an optimistic worldview of being outside the prison, obviously trying to get to say what to know to mm. see his friend again and shake his hand. So, mm-hmm. got a couple of uh, quotes that I love. Um, so, towards the end of the movie, yeah, Andy's just fed up at this point, and him and Red have that chat against the wall, and you can tell that Andy's just he's just done. He's he's come out of the hole. Um, and he says to they have that kind of conversation about hope and like Zewatineho and all that sort of stuff. And Red's like, mate, like, look, like, you know, you can't be doing this to yourself. Obviously, a famous quote from Andy says, get busy living or get busy dying. And again, like we've talked about throughout the episode, is that sort of juxtaposition between lots of things. And, you know, Andy's the one who's always hoping and on the other side, you've got Red who's been there for 40 years and he's the one who's pessimistic. But I just think it's such a great scene and um, obviously plays in later in the movie. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, such a pivotal scene as well because there's heaps of foreshadowing throughout the movie. Like we come back to Salvation Line within. Mm. It's always foreshadowing. There could be something on the outside yeah. for him. Mm. And then you get this scene where you're kind of, yeah, you're worried. You think something might be... Like you think he's going insane or you think he might be mm, ties with fed up. You, yeah. And he asks, he asks Hayward for a length of rope. Oh, yeah. Everyone's yeah, worried. Yeah, they have yeah. the longest night. Uh, Red has that really long night in Shawshank. It's a long mm. movie as well. You're thinking is this could – if it's the first time watching it, you're like, is this, you know, is this how it's going to end? Yeah. Yeah. Well. yeah. Big time. Because, yeah, it, yeah, because it's you're led to be optimistic with – when you align with Andy and then with the narration of Red, you kind of – Get yeah. sat back down a little bit as well by it, so you don't really understand where it, where it's going to mm, go to next. Sure. And that scene kind of throws it on its head again, and then that whole next twenty minutes is just a twist oh, of emotion. You were just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so good, <laughs> so painful. Um, but yeah, we talked about it before. They obviously get the reveal that Andy's gone, um, and then Red's retelling how it actually happened. It's just so satisfying to watch. Like he, we we see his whole process. He had been, you know, dropping all the dirt in the yard and the tiny, tiniest amount 
every day, I guess, would have been that small amount yeah. every day over, over however many years. Crazy. Crazy. Um, but, yeah, we see him, like, crawling through, has all his belongings in the bag. Um, also, was it a coincidence that he picked the night of the storm to, like, mask the banging oh, of the pipes? I've always thought, thought that he would have to have planned, planned something. Yeah, yeah. right. Because he was doing the same thing, you know, wrapping it up. With the warden's office most nights. Yes. I feel like he, he really would have He was a very calculated man. So, yeah. yeah. I would have thought that he would have had that covered. And yeah. he would have thought that maybe thunder lightning was the chance for him to crack yeah. into the, the sewage pipe. Yeah. So, so smart. Um, but, yeah, obviously a famous quote. He crawls through the shit and <laughs> 500 Jeez. yards of shit. You reckon you could do it? <laughs> I think after being in prison that long, probably. If like if you're actually in a dark pipe with just shit up to your elbows, like ugh, surely Hard yucka, vomiting, like vo- yeah. yeah, absolutely. At, at a point, I guess you got to see the end, but like fuck that. Imagine like doing that, not like, knowing. So yeah, for me, I always. Or if wondered, it was blocked, yeah, like yeah. What if there was a little? <laughs> this is a dream. Man. <laughs> <laughs> sitting there like. There's a gate at the end of the dream. Like, yeah, body backs up and goes back, back in. Back in, comes out stinging like shit. Yeah, and the, the guards, the, the guards <laughs> are like, why you smell like shit? <laughs> you reek, mate. <laughs> He's been wiping shit all over himself. a messy night like, in the cell. Yeah, if he I always wanted like, because as far as you get is to the sewage, right? Because he he has to break through that to get out. Mm. Yeah. Like, once, he's, once he gets out of that tunnel, he's committed, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I also wonder how we... To the point where he breaks through that wall, the last mm. sort of meter or two. Imagine crawling back through that tiny oh, little hole. It would yeah. take ages. That's how, it been, how many close calls he would have had and how many oh, times he would yeah. have been like. <laughs> I like how they've left that to the unknown though. Yes. yes. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, it's a two and a half hour movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can't cover everything. Yeah. But I think no. leaving like, that yeah. to the imagination is awesome. Mm. Yeah. And then yeah. what we get next is just the the best payoff in cinema history. This this scene here. Oh, Iconic. Like the feel of tears off the shirt, yeah, and the orchestra building and building and building and. But I also love the whole end of the movie is just amazing. But yeah, the the timing of him already gone and the warden finding his shitty shoes in the box, like all that crap out. I think that like with the timing of that, he's long gone. Like he he's gone. He's in the banks and stuff the next day already. Stevenson, Yeah, Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's just amazing. The warden like sucked in, like he starts to catch on, figure out, and then he's, yeah. he knows he's he knows he's fucked. Yeah, yeah, the 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 like the editing and the sequence of that whole thing and the timing because it's obviously different. Um, just so well put together and such yeah. a good like closure to the audience because yeah, he uh, goes to all the banks, gets all the money that he's been like filtering out to himself. Um, also gives the newspaper the story about everything that's gone on. Spills the beans, knows the Warden. evidence is in the safe, like because he exchanged that. Oh, just so you get good. Literally everything you've wanted. Yeah. Barb red getting out. Yeah. So yes. the whole movie, you're like, fuck the warden, fuck Hadley, mm. fuck the prison, fuck all the corruption. And then you finally get mm. he's out. The warden's become undone. Warden kills himself. Hadley goes away forever, cries like a little. Cries yeah. like a baby, apparently. <laughs> yeah. And then you're the only thing that stops you from fully celebrating is the fact that Red and the Red. boys are still mm, in yeah, 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 yeah. Friends who are close about him, yeah, close with him, talk about him frequently. And yeah, like, that's some birds are too their feathers are too bright to be caged or whatever yeah, the quote is. But yeah, then you finally get that 
parole scene, the final parole scene. Oh, mate. I don't know what you think it means, Sonny. (laughs) (laughs) It again just shows how much uh, Andy's influenced Red. Yeah, that's because that's what I was trying to. What mm, you were saying as well throughout the movie, where you have Red quite a pessimist, and then finally, as as Andy gets out, Red goes, "I don't need, mm. I don't need the pressure of everything around." He he's no. literally, I actually think he just doesn't care anymore. Yeah, he's let go of mm. yeah, whatever. He which even is freeing. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah, he kind himself. of like, and, and just quickly, I love the the scenes where they're all laughing and sharing stories about Andy. Yeah, it just shows the impact. Um, impact. Like yeah, and, and they're they're stories that we've seen as the audience, but they're just retelling it. But um yeah, I think when he goes to that parole scene and he's just like, I wish I could go back and, you know, shake shake that kid and tell him like how it really is. Mm. And yeah, that's probably something he's realized having been there for so long and everything that's happened and Andy leaving. But yeah, fuck it's good and finally gets the approval. Um, that's it. That's another scene that just once that stamps home, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think as well, just a quick one because, um, he receives the postcard and he's like, oh, I just always laugh and imagine Andy like driving down the Pacific. And we get that little cut of him in like a convertible Mm. just driving down again. Care in the world now, yeah. That was one another E to E grin. I was like, fuck, imagine just doing that. Yeah, Yeah. as as much as there is like. Oh, like this is, you know, so like sad and mm. it's just as much, you know, joy and yeah. smiling. Maybe that that scenes when the shivers start coming on and the hair starts standing up. Yeah, yeah. no matter how many times I've seen it, it always gets me. Gets always. it every time. The music, man. And the post. So yeah, he gets the postcard. The postcard, and he's looking at the map, and that's right where he's crossed the border. Mm. Man, and what an emotional roller coaster! Fuck, it's good. The ending. This is one of my. Favorite parts of the movie, Red's like monologue about, um, you know, he's he's talked to the parole. He said like how you know he's he's always been regretting it and blah blah blah. Gets approved, leaves the prison. We already kind of talked about it. The camera, as opposed to Brooks, was behind him, showing how free he is. Um, and I noticed as well, he's on a different side of the bus. He's like looking out a window rather than like kind of you know hanging on to the bars and. The music. That's good as well, hanging onto the bars. Yeah. Which yeah. is like gripping onto the. Gripping, gripping on. on uh, these, I think Red had the suitcase, or was it Brooks that was holding the suitcase? Something like Something that. Like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but fuck, it's good. And we kind of we think maybe they're going to have the same sort of pathway. He's like, I don't think I can make it outside. But then mm. he buys the compass and he's like, no, he's got that purpose now because Andy like gave Andy, it to Andy's him. Andy's the fuel. Mm. You know? And Red, that's the, all that's left is. You get the so was Red. Just wants Ray to be yeah. with his friend. Like, yeah. yeah. But what do you think about the – because he gets the bus to like Fort Hancock. What do you think about that ending? Because like it's the very end. But the pairing of him like again looking out the window and the music, yeah. fuck it's good. Also, that, sorry, him, you know, walking through Buxton. We missed yeah. that as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, to the tree. What yeah. do we think of that? Oh, I just think it's shot – Beautifully, and it just shows mm. that I like how there's lots of wide shots um, yeah. showing landscape because mm. you've been stuck and confined by yeah. the prison Four for the whole movie. Yeah, so you finally Leak. get you feel liberated with the characters while he goes through the film. oh, hundred percent. And on the topic of bleak, that's so true. Everything's all gray and moody in the mm-hmm. prison. Mm-hmm. Clothes are gray. Blah blah blah. 
And then we get to Buxton. It's like the most sunny, golden place Perfect that day. Yeah. yeah. Spring in the air. Spring in so the air. So good. Like, yep. don't you, like, it's obviously looks hot, but like, don't you wish that you could just like yeah. walk through those fields? This is such a pretty landscape. Yeah. Then, <clears throat> once he does get to the, the, the field in particular with the big rock wall and mm. the old oak tree that they made love under, and that's where yeah. he asked his wife to marry. For the first time, we get Andy doing the voiceover. Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah. So that's a contrast there as well. And I mm-hmm. think I, I love that if you come this far, I hope you're willing to come a little further. You remember mm-hmm. the name of the town, don't you? Yeah. Red looks up and goes, hey, what the name? Yeah. <laughs> I just think that's such a massive. <laughs> oh, I often. So good. I always ponder like, wow, we found that vo- that volcanic glass rock pretty quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of rocks in that wall and he kind <laughs> yeah. of stumbles on it. Yeah. But- <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, like, what if. I don't know if it said it in the letter, but what if he's like, nah, time. I forgot. I forgot the place. I can imagine knowing Red, he'd be there all for as long as it would take. He'd take down the whole rock wall. Yeah, no, find that, that box. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, but as well, um, something I noticed as well, like when he's sitting on the rock wall, he hears like kind of crickets and stuff and he's like looking around because mm-hmm. he's still like sort of on edge. But that that's sort of the prison same instinct thing when he's at the shops and he has to ask to take a piss. Yeah, and now yeah. he can't piss without asking. Can't even squeeze mm. a drop. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. good. Just, so, just you nice. can't really take the prison out of the man. No, I mean, it's no. been that long. You are by definition life. institutionalized. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just whether yeah. you can learn to cope Routine. with it. Learn yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. absolutely. And move on. Quote of the movie for me: um, He's driving down to Mexico. And Red says, I hope the Pacific is as blue as it has been in my dreams. And he's just like, I hope. <laughs> and Finally. it's so good. So Fuck, good. it gives me chills every time. Yeah. That's the final the final word of the movie too. Yeah. Because mm. right? he's on the beach and the wind blows yeah, off. And, and then you just hear him laugh. And I like so that we good. don't hear anything else. Yeah. That's just, yes. They leave just, it to imagination. They just the smile a, and it zooms a out. chapter and mm-hmm. a lovely oh, friendship. You can imagine they just repair the boat, you know, do the yeah, whole bit. the hotel. Get on the beers. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they. Yeah, don't. Because we 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 can leave. We can leave and have our own thoughts about it. Yeah, 100%. and again, it's an aerial shot. So yeah, yeah. yeah, free it's liberation. Love they're free, free draw out aerial and shot. And the soundtrack. Oh, and the ocean is like crystal clear yeah. blue. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's good. And the soundtrack. Yeah, holy shit. That's when you yeah you, know, you look at your mum and she's. She got the tissues out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Guys, it's just so beautiful. <laughs> I, I, I need tissues for that, yeah, man. Yeah, I, I listen to that ending song so often. Just yeah. like, fuck, it's mm. good. Um, any bad parts? I don't have a single one. I don't. Nah. Apart no, from yeah. the f- oh, this one that you question the physics of the uh, the sewage system. The fact <laughs> oh, yeah. that you break it open, it shoots out. But it would only shoot until the level that it's been broken, right? Yeah. yeah. It's not and then he's actually system, so he would through have to and swim and through it. And it's like halfway yeah. down yeah. or yeah. lower. So it's lower. It's, it's just it would not be that pressure left. build up. So No. Yeah. But um, but I'm willing to let that slide. Yeah, we'll let it <laughs> a, bit, a bit of <laughs> drama. Even, even breaking probably that thick, thick yeah, concrete. Yeah. Yeah. Or like steel or something. Yeah, I don't know what it was made out of. Yeah, yeah. Terracotta or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'm like with you boys. It's not really you can't pick this, and even if you went through minute by minute to pick it to pieces, yeah, yeah you'd find little things like that. But that's a part of the the you know just what it is. But yeah, I, I, I read it's, in yeah, and storytelling, I suppose. Yeah, I read in and found out that um, yeah, that can you imagine? But Tom Cruise was offered to play Andy Dufresne. <laughs> 
It's crazy. Oh. But the, the reason he turned it down is because <laughs> the director, Frank, um, Frank Bar- uh, Darabont, yeah. yeah, he was lesser known to these big A-listers and all that. Mm. So Cruz was like, nah, nah, not for me. But Really? Just, yeah. Shh. Imagine just, him just in a movie. He's be running oh. down the bloody prison or something. <laughs> back to the, the, the stunts himself. He's like, what are the stunts <laughs> you trying to do here, mate? Like, uh, it looks like a, yeah, anyway. Wait, he would have so, found a way to break his leg somewhere in the movie. Yeah, yeah. he likes <laughs> yeah. No, I love that. Obviously, we can say it now because it's so iconic. But that like, you know, kind of brick wall that um, Tim Robbins is and just like very smart, mm. you know. That unknown. Unknown little, of, yeah. Yeah, just yeah. Very curious as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bit of a robbery though for Tim Robbins and Frank Darabont. Neither of them were nominated. No, this is what AJ you wanted to touch upon a bit. Yeah. Yeah, why? Well, it's really a movie that flumped at the box office. Like originally it didn't even gather mm. enough funding. Like, enough profit to cover funding by really? the movie. Like it, it proper slumped. And it was a really competitive year for, mm. for movies. But I think contextually as well, I wrote a little piece here, like male violence was really prominent through the 90s and there was rising concerns in regards to people's safety and uh, they introduced an, an act, the Violent Crime Control and Law Enforcement Act. And that led to like mass incarceration and harsher sentencing. The use of the death penalty went up like quite a fair bit oh, shit. in certain places. And they increased funding to building new prisons. So for me, it comes as no surprise that a movie that glorifies mm. the inmates and shows the hum- humanization of the inmates and the the corruption of the justice system was met with bad reviews, was mm. met with people mm. with, with distaste because they've just poured tax dollars and massive funding into this new system where they're, you know, literally incarcerating way more people and, mm. the, and there's an outbreak of violence. And mm. so a movie that's flipping that on its head was met with pretty mm. bad reviews for yeah. like some really big uh, like people. What a, what a time when, uh, I mean, those years, what movies were coming out around it as well. Like it, yeah. it, it wasn't helpful for cinema. You know, no, the, no. The time was released, but um, yeah. yeah, you're definitely right. Well, we recently did an episode on Forrest Gump, which was the same year. And that one mm. kind of best picture, best actor, Tom Hanks. Um, also had Pulp Fiction, John Travolta. Oh, man. Morgan Freeman got nominated. But um, Forrest Gump actually had some controversy now because, um, and we talked about it in the episode, which you guys can listen to, uh, but it kind of swept over a lot of big issues like Vietnam. Um, it kind of brushes over, doesn't ask like why he was there or anything. Mm. Doesn't mention AIDS at all even though Jenny gets AIDS in the movie. Yeah. So there's all been all this backlash for Forrest Gump and they're now saying if they could recall that Oscars of that year, they would vote for this now. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, yeah. Was, so hindsight's a good thing anyway. Hindsight, yeah. yeah. I suppose, <laughs> like, well, I mean, it's been, it's number one rated IMDb, right? Yeah. yeah. Top two, yeah. like it's yeah. the number one. So yeah, I don't I mean, think it's, yeah, it's gotten what it's deserved finally. Yeah. Um, maybe not at the time, but no. no. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. I'm not sure when that, forever. Will, I think, and something I read was it was played sort of in they pushed it into like prime time slots on TVs, uh, okay. stations and stuff, and people started watching it and watching it, and, then mm. it and it just slowly built. And, grew. and even to this day, transcending time, Saturday, right? Saturday eight thirty, Channel Ten, it's on. It's on. It'll find its way. Yeah. If yeah. you see it on TV, you're gonna sit down and watch it, like Every regardless time. of where it's at. Absolutely, you can't mm. stop. You can't not. Um, quick one as well. Just last one on the awards. Best score. 
Lion King won, Hans Zimmer. Forrest Gump was also there. What do you think where Thomas Newman's score sits? What do you think Lion King was deserving? Lion King, I mean, it's pretty, iconic. pretty iconic. Yeah. Two completely different styles. Very different. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Thomas and Thomas Newman, he's got fits in with the the movies and the popularity of the movies at the time. Mm, he's done 1917 like, got yeah. an Oscar, which mm-hmm. I thought was gorgeous. Awesome. So, no, he didn't get an Oscar. He got nominated. So nominated. I think Joker won that year. Green Mile, Finding yeah. Nemo, Skyfall. So they've worked together because mm, big... um, Frank did Green Mile as well, right? I think so. Yeah, he did. Um, cinematography. So Roger Deakins, no nomination. Do you reckon? Yeah. I mean, he's st- since done he's some done incredible really good stuff. Well, yeah. Really good stuff recently. But I think it's, I think sometimes the Academy Awards look for this big production in mm. cinematography and look for, whereas I think there's like subtle intricacies in his work that yeah. sort of go unnoticed. Big time. Again, what we're talking about, the aerial shots and shots from beneath bars and little symbols here and there. At the prison mm. to show, you know, yeah. imprisonment and stuff like that. So 100%. things that go unnoticed. But yeah. Do you know what won that year? Uh, I don't. Unfortunately, <laughs> didn't didn't cover, the re- <laughs> didn't cover all the research. <laughs> Jamie, mate, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, Pull it up, Jamie. Any other final takes on Shawshank? Man, oh, we've covered a fair bit of it. I think I've got everything I wanted to say. Um, okay. I just like, oh, unlike most prison films, I think it doesn't glorify hypermasculinity. No. Which I think is good. I yeah. think it, it mm. highlights personal connection, highlights friendship more so and camaraderie. Definitely. Whereas if you look at so many prison movies, even movies that just have sort of 10, 15 minutes shot in a prison, mm. um, masculine characters are always, it's it's cool to be like, let's talk about The Rock in Fast and Furious. He's bashing everyone. Yeah. Tom mm. Cruise in Mission Impossible. Jason Statham in every movie. Mm. <laughs> Easy. Yeah. Yeah. We love, we love, we love <laughs> But it's yeah. like all these, for males especially, um, the notion of being in prison—you have to. You walk in there, and there's the opening scene is you have to, you know, show assert your toughness to the prison goon. Mm. And they'll surround you, and then you'll beat the shit out of them. And then everyone, yeah, like, you gotta show you. Yeah. Whereas it's shown that our protagonist is essentially assaulted frequently by the sisters, and yeah. then his escapism comes from friendship, comes from yeah. camaraderie, mm. comes yeah. from using the mind for him. Yeah. yeah. So I think willpower it's, it's, really yeah it changes that narrative for I think hyper masculinity hundred percent I think as well like little scenes where Andy's kind of talking to Red and like oh maybe you'll let me teach you how to play chess and stuff and it's like mm. little things like that where it's just like their friendship and they can have culture and stuff as opposed to the normal like oh yeah there's the Nazis and there's the like you know all these different yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. the typical yeah. prison involved masculinity yeah. Hundred percent, good takes there. So that is a wrap for the Shawshank Redemption. What a film! Thanks so much what for listening film. to this episode of Cinemates, a podcast where a bunch of mates chat about cinema over some drinks. And huge thank you to the McCready brothers, AJ and Saul, for coming on the podcast. It was great chatting with you. Thanks, Been for a pleasure. Us, bro. Thanks Appreciate for it. Doing about the best movie of all time. So absolutely, <laughs> the goat. As Enjoy. always, please let us know what you want to hear about in future episodes. Send us a DM on Instagram or TikTok at cinemas underscore. Otherwise, we'll catch you for the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Cinemates. Make sure to follow us and leave a review on your chosen streaming platforms. Also, check out our Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube channel for more Cinemates content. 
In the spirit of reconciliation, we acknowledge Australia's First Nations people as the traditional owners and custodians of the land and pay respect to the Camaragal people of the Eora Nation upon whose country Cinemaze is based. We honour the storytelling and culture of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities across Australia. Also, in the spirit of chatting with mates, remember it's always important to check in with those around you. Whether it's friends, family or colleagues, sometimes they may be going through a hard time and chatting with them may reassure them that they aren't alone. If you or anyone you know is ever struggling, call Lifeline on 13 11 14. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.